content warning. This episode contains mentions of rape, suicide. Torch. Wood. Coast. It, it's it's so dark and moody. You can hear the rain. Pitter patter, pitter patter. As we sit around the fire, and torch some wood. Hello. This is Pot Torch Woodcast. I think. Uh. It's been a week since you heard me say that. It's been two weeks since I said that in real time. Um, and we're talking today about something very special. It's, uh, well, you know what? First of all, I want to know who's watching me from a, a multi-story car park while I investigate things. I was going to, I can't do the accent, so I'm, I'm, I'm PC Andy. Don't you hate PC Andy culture? <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, PC Andy is um, in all the big finish stuff right now. He's like he's the of carryover he character. <laughs> of course he is. If, if we sh- you should have told me that because it should have been like, guess which one of these characters is in a shitload of big finish box sets. My guess would have been either PC Andy or Gwen's husband. <laughs> well, listen. Today, everything changes. Quite early because it's about everything changes. Series 1, Episode 1 of Torchwood broadcast. 22nd of October, 2006. Um, written by Russell T. Davies and directed by Brian Kelly, who uh, he's a he's directed, from what I can tell, a lot of TV. Uh, Taggart, Mar the Glen, Monarch of the Glen, Outlander, uh, The Watch, uh, this year, um, so he's still working. He just he just does TV stuff. Um, before we begin anything, I want to talk about the development of this show because wait, wait, wait. Before we do that, I think we should tell our listeners the the fun mechanic that's going on this season, the the interesting dynamic that's going on this season of of a Potter Who cast because up until today, up until this episode, the listeners are used to a Michelle who has seen the show before. And is coming in with a new eye. Oh yeah. Um, I have never seen Torchwood before, so uh, not because I was like strategic, strategically avoiding it. I wasn't like trying to make a point of not watching Torchwood. I just never got around to watching any of the spinoffs. And Torchwood was always described to me as Doctor Who, but they fuck. And yeah. <laughs> I thought that was like a joke or something. How wrong why I was. <laughs> it was not a joke. It is literally Doctor Who, but they fuck. And that is also why I wasn't allowed to watch it until I was very old. Well, not very old. I think it was the old beach. No spoilers for old. I haven't seen it. Um, So, yeah, you haven't seen it. I've only seen I've seen all of series one and I think 
two episodes of series two, and I've seen all series three and four. So at some point, this will become new to me as well. Um, but yeah, just a few notes on the development of the show. So Russell T Davies, before Doctor Who, before I think maybe before Queerest Folk as well, has has this idea. You know, he he's watching stuff like Buffy and Angel, and he's like, I should try doing one of those. So he develops an idea called Excalibur. Um, but he he kind of he puts it to one side after a while. He says, I, "I can't get this made. I'm not gonna try to get this made. I'll just do, you know, queer as folk, and then, you know, Casanova and all this stuff. And then eventually, he gets Doctor Who and stuff. Um, and so because he's become like his profile is elevated by Doctor Who to a certain point in terms of the genre he's working in. Uh, BBC Three, the head of BBC Three, whose name I've forgotten, and the robot will say it right now. Hold on a fucking second, let me just check. God, it was like 2 a.m. Come on, I was asleep. All right, okay, his name was Stuart Murphy. There. Happy now? Christ. Okay. Um, they come to him and they say, we want to uh, have, like, we're, we're, cause BBC Three is like the adult BBC. It's like what all the edgy stuff went. And then it became a digital-only channel, and now it's going back to being a broadcast channel again for some reason. But they come to him and say, we want a uh, an after-the-watershed, which is after 9 o'clock, so you can show, like, you know, a lot of adult Next. stuff. Yeah. And uh, good. Oh. Um, but they come to him and say, we want you to develop a after-the-watershed sci-fi TV show for us. And so he says, oh, I have this idea, Excalibur. What if I bring it into being a Doctor Who spinoff? And then he remembers that they used to call Doctor Who Torchwood when they were filming so that when they brought the tapes in, no one would intercept the tapes. And so he kept the idea of Torchwood. Um, And obviously he has the Torchwood scattered through series two as well as the arc. Um, I think that might have been to set up Torchwood, the TV show. I, I couldn't really verify if it was or not. Um, that's how we get Torchwood. Uh, just I don't know thing. if it was to set up the TV show because to get a little bit into the discussion of the episode, if there's one thing I think this ep- this first episode doesn't do is situated within the context of the season of Doctor Who that just passed. Like, I mean, they do a little quick scene where they have them say like yeah torchwood one was london torchwood two is this torchwood three is that um but it does it's not really like i never got the sense watching that season uh that 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 torchwood was more than just london you know yeah uh so and also there's the topic of captain jack you know because captain jack shows up and I have seen all of Doctor Who, so I know how he got there. I kind of do, but if you're if I'm putting myself back in the mindset of I just watched season two of Doctor of uh, series two of Doctor Who, and I'm watching this, my first question would be like, how the fuck did he get back to the present from that space station in the future? It's like they really make no attempt at explaining that. So I I don't know if that was to see the spinoff so much as it was to see the story arc. Either way. We have Torchwood. Um, we also, as you said, have John Barrowman, which we must... I think we, we didn't really uh, acknowledge it on our Empty Child episode. Obviously, 
very not a good person from all accounts in terms of what's going on. And it's very easy to dis- dismiss this as, oh, it was playful banter on set, which it, it is ludicrous to dismiss what he's done on set as being, quote-unquote, playful banter when it's happened across a lot of sets um, and is very, uh, I suppose, unsuitable, very uh, playing out wrong what he's done. Um, and he still refuses to accept that, which is very annoying. But anyway, um, the gist of this one, if you want to get, get if you want to get into the into this, is that a police officer discovers a secret, but not quite secret, special ops team uh, are operating out of Cardiff fighting alien threats, and she also learns that one of them is a serial killer, and then she takes their place when they kill themselves to avoid punishment or being captured, so they can avoid being captured. Uh, and that's the gist of this episode. Um, yeah. yeah. That is the gist. That is. Along the way, we have um, the Weevil and Gratuitous Blood. That, um, that, that Weevil scene is just... I have a thing about when shows like this do like, a, oh, was that a Halloween mask? When it quite clearly is, is someone's face. Like that whole scene is yeah. just it's, it's a bit silly. Um, oh, but it yeah. especially feels a lot silly here because it's Doctor Who. So to have somebody be like, that's a Halloween mask. It's like, this show has been on for 40 years. Somebody has made that joke already. Just please. And also, you literally just saw uh, robots charging through every major yeah. city in the world. And, and, and the explanation they give is that they put something in the water. And it's like... People don't care about Britain that much. Like, nobody would go, let's put... <laughs> I don't know. I feel like... How come we haven't had a character in the Doctor Who universe was like, I, I know about the aliens. I've seen the aliens, and they're, they're monsters. They made us forget about the alien invasions. Like, how come we haven't had that yet? I don't know. Well, yeah, I think the closest thing is Clive, and then Clive obviously gets shot demolished. in the first episode. <laughs> Um, there's a distinct point. Like I think this episode is good, and if it's a it's a good 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 good, and then it brings in the murder stuff, and it completely slides down 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 down, and then implodes. For me, I think that whole like the whole subplot of getting her into the team, I think, is very sweaty, very kind of. Not so much convoluted, but very kind of heavy-handed, I think. I mean, if you want to talk about things in this episode that suck, we should talk about Owen Harper, right? <laughs> yeah, he's a, not, a, a, not a great character. A character literally introduced <laughs> by using a rape drug. To Yeah, he... Uh, Burn Gorman, I think, is very good at playing just the worst person to ever exist. Really, I feel um, like I, 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 it's such a sign, a sign of the times that they introduce Owen Harper and he has this again rape drug. Uh, there is no other way to describe it but alien rape drug because it makes you so horny for him. I think this and next week are perhaps some of the most uh, outdated and very unfortunately outdated examples of where the show 
uh, ends up going. Um, and it kind of it, it the, I said this to you off mic, and I said I said it in um I'll say it again in a couple of weeks that after this series they kind of course correct and decide they're going to guide towards a more kind of fam not family friendly but more like they're not going to go as far into stuff as they, as they do in like these episodes or episodes after this um but like this is a clear example of why they probably shouldn't have gone that far in the first place um right yeah it's like i i, I when I come the character of Gwen, um, I think Gwen is a, like I think I think she's a good character. Um, I mean, seeing other the other series, I think she's I think she gets really really good as a series as the show goes on. Obviously, Eve Miles was in The Unquiet Dead, and she's coming back into this as well. Um, she's good in both. Uh, I think she's a great character. I think the problem they kind of have. Is that they really have to work as it were overtime to try and get her into like the situation where she would be in tortured, right? Um, yeah, the, the yeah, as <laughs> I don't like it's it, it just kind of like if like, I, I, like the the episode up as I said, like it keeps it come back to this, but the episode up until. The point where they do, like they do the reveal that Susie has been killing these people, um, which, but I know she says like we need, we need murder victims to test the glove out on, but surely there there would be actual murder victims, like if not in Cardiff, then like no, the there Cardiff. are no murder. Nobody dies in Cardiff. Yeah, could you not like <laughs> drive out to London or something? And be like, okay, there's. Like a murder happened like every other every other day. I'll just slip into this alleyway here and do that. This this uh the super powerful um secret organization has no access to that kind of information. They they well, have to kill. She well, has are, to kill. Are they actually secret though? Because it seems like everyone has heard of Right, yeah. <laughs> that's the thing. Uh, you're absolutely right. It's like everybody heard everybody knows what torture it is, but they don't know what torture it is. Like and it doesn't really it kind of tracks with the uh, way that they're treated in Series 2, where everyone's like, well, we got to report this to Torchwood. And there's sort of like a fact of existence, you know? Yeah. The, the, people know who they are, but nobody really knows who they are. But in this show, it just felt like... It just felt like they wanted to do the X-Files, but... Because they couldn't have them be part of the FBI or something like that, you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. it's it's hard. It's weird. It's a, it's a, it, it like it's a. I think it's a good like introductory episode to you know. I think the way it gets its lore in, and the way it gets like the characters introduced um, as part of the team, I think is really good. I think it's really solid. I think it really works. Um, I think. It gets as well surprisingly get its visual style down very quickly. Mm -hmm. Like like there's so much in this that this completely differentiates itself from like you know honestly Doctor Who but other shows at the time. Um, right. I think it's I think it's really interesting like how confident they are and like this is how it's gonna look. This is how it will work. This is how it will flow between this that and the other. The one thing I really like 
um, because of how ridiculous it is, is it's that shot of uh, Jack on a rooftop at, like in broad daylight where it's like cutting from like five different angles of just like helicopter footage, like zoomed in, zoomed out, zoomed in, zoomed out, like maybe like 30, 35, 40 seconds for like no reason other than like we have to fill it. Yeah. Uh, and that Jack, whenever they have those shots of like Jack standing on top of a building, that's a model, right? That's like a, no, just, I, or is that I, really him? I will tell you this. It's a bit of a spoiler. No, 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 not like a model of the building. I'm saying like. Oh, that's, yeah, that's put, yeah, yeah. That's that's not. I don't think that's him. But they they do they do this arrow shot uh, multiple times throughout the first two series when they need to fill in time in an episode. And you will notice that quite a bit going forward. There's always a shot of like him on a rooftop, or like mm-hmm. them on the rooftop. I that's definitely. I, I think that has to be a stuntable because I don't think they would have the insurance to guarantee that they could do that shot with him. I just think it's like it's an interesting it's an interesting way to introduce the show. Um I think it's it's not as strong as you know it could be. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's definitely stronger than what happens next week, which we'll talk about in a while. Uh or in a week, sorry. Um I I just think it kind of it kind of trips over itself a bit as well to try and contextualize itself within the grander scale of things, like trying to explain away uh, how the invisible lift works, trying to explain away you know as you're saying uh, series one and two trying to explain away how it's like uh, something in the water that that just made everyone think that there was stuff there. Um, it just kind of it it just it. It very it seems very concerned with trying to make sure no one has any questions. Um, mm-hmm. And I mean that's I think that's a problem that kind of crops up again in other shows in this universe, um, particularly well down the line um, in series for, by other showrunners, really. Um, but I, I just think it it's. It's got that new earth thing of like it's interesting, it does some stuff, but it ultimately is just kind of like, oh, that was a an episode of TV I just watched that kind mm-hmm. of had had some ideas and delivered on some of them. Mm-hmm. I, 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 the thing is, I wrote down like very few notes. Because I was watching this and I was thinking about other TV show pilots, you know, especially Buffy. And I feel like this show's biggest mistake, if I could say so, is that um, they have Jack right there, right? And we know who Jack is. And we and the moment we see Jack, which is not even built up to, he just shows up. There's like a question within Jack of like, how did he get here? You know, what is it? Like, how? Also, this is the first we see that he's immortal in this episode, right? Well, he comes back. He, they, they show him come back to life in, um, in parting the ways, but they don't, they don't show that he's, he can do it over and over. Yeah. Yeah. So the problem is that, so this episode wants us to introduce us to Gwen and wants us to take her side. But every time we're not, we're not with, we're not following Jack. We're just like, get back to the fucking Jack thing. You know, <laughs> like we want to, we want to find out what's going on with that. I feel like, Honestly, I get why they did it where Jack is already the leader of Torchwood. If 
then this is hindsight. I feel like it would be more interesting if it was the opposite way, you know? If mm. J- if we follow Jack and he arrives back on Earth, what, however he does it, I don't know how he does it, and he meets the Torture 3 team who's being led by Gwen. And they're like, oh, no, you're an alien, so, all right, bye-bye, we're gonna, we're gonna send you down the tube to wherever you go. <laughs> so, but then they realize that they need him or something, like, I don't know, I feel like when you have Jack Harkness there, it's kind of impossible for us to be like, okay, let's focus on this other character, you know? Mm-hmm. I think, um, Another kind of problem they kind of run into, and I, I, I get why it happens, is that they kind of push all of Gwen's character stuff to next week. So you're, you're kind of just left with like, oh yeah, she's a police officer who wants to know what's happening here. That's all you really know about her. And then it's kind of like, oh, well, she's not that interesting to follow around because we've yeah. seen this kind of idea so many other times in, in other shows. I mean, I kind of like how it kind of it does kind of subvert expectations sometimes, like with how often tortured show up in with regards to being a secret or like secret group, um, and stuff like, you know, the pizza stuff. I think is a fun kind of um, kind of twist on things. I just think it is kind of bland in a way that just doesn't really serve it that well. You know what? I wouldn't. You know what I'm reminded of. Um, yeah. I'm reminded of the the pilot to Buffy, because it feels like they watched that and were like, "All right, so in this world, Jack is our Buffy," but also at the same time, we don't we don't really know what Buffy's deal is until a certain point in the pilot. But we are also following her, so when we find out uh, who Buffy is. We're already knowing her. We're already meeting her, and there's she's already like making friends with uh, Willow and Xander and all that. So it it just feels like a bit misguided in terms of like who are we supposed to focus on? Who is the most interesting character in this situation? Yada yada yada. And honestly, like I don't know anything about the the the, the people in the team. Um, all I know is that Owen Harper is rapist, and Toshiko uh-huh. Sato likes to scan books. And Susie, Good for her. Susie was a murderer. Yeah, Susie um, was a murderer, but now she's dead. Yeah. Is there another one? Oh, and uh, Yanto makes Yanto, tea. Yeah, Yanto makes tea and reads magazines. I like Yanto. I like him. He seems like a nice guy. Hmm. Um, yeah, that, that's all I really have in terms of notes. It's just kind of... Actually, there's only, only one more thing, which is that the next time trailer for this is one of the worst... It's most like poorly, poorly cut together trailers I've ever seen in my life. I mean, next episode, <laughs> how, dear listeners, next episode is gonna be a doozy. I watched <sighs> that. I watched next week's episode. Here's a taste. I watched next week's episode, and there was a moment where I was like, I need to take a break. And I thought, well, but at least I'm so close to the end, right? I pressed my little pause button, and to my dismay, I realized I still had 30 minutes to go. Yeah, it's it's. <laughs> we'll get to that. But it, it it is genuinely one one of the weird, <laughs> weirdly paced things ever done. Among other things, that's yeah. Really about it. If you want to do the, the the Tardis wiki game, I have a I have a, a please. Have let's a, do yeah. let's do it. 
Well, look, you know the rules, but it now. has to be sex. Can you put can you put sex in a Tartar's wiki? Wait, what do we get when you put t- sex in a Tartar's wiki? Uh, you get uh, put on a list. I'm pretty sure. Um, so this week, this is you know what the, you know what this is. Listen, I'm I'm <laughs> I'm not well, <laughs> so I'm 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 kind of struggling here. Um, so Perry, Six Doctors Companion, saw a giant snoring red version of this a giant snoring red version of this um the planet tiro was home to giant versions of this one of which the first doctor took shelter in and the ninth doctor rose and jack defeated the nesting consciousness by throwing these at it what am i talking about jesus christ what what are you talking about it, I'll give you a clue. It's it's uh, it's a vegetable. Snoring red apples? No. Oh my god, this is so hard. What are you? <laughs> it's a vegetable. It's a vegetable. It's. I'll give you another clue. It's a green vegetable. Pear? No. It's um got leaves. And Charlie Bucket uh, likes eating soup made out of it. I have no idea what that is. Who that is? Like Charlie you know? Bucket, Charlie and Chocolate Factory. Oh, oh, uh, cabbage. It is cabbage. What the fuck? They des- a- they destroyed <laughs> this deep consciousness by throwing cabbage at it. Yeah, it was. A, I think it's a comic, um, like, like a children's comic. I would, I would have to guess if I, if I had to guess what kind of comic Ow. it was. Um, but that yeah, that doesn't count. <laughs> That that is it. Um, oh my god! Yeah. After letting off a loud fart at Parkvale's comprehensive schools assembly, <laughs> headmaster Greg Blakeman claimed that his wife has given him cab- cabbage and bean tartlets the previous night, which he, which he cited as another reason to despise Jamie Oliver. Source: yeah. The Sarah Jane Adventures. <laughs> oh God! Yeah, that was when. Oh no! Yeah. That was when uh, peak Jimmy Oliver fever was happening. When Jimmy Oliver replaced uh, like the school meals that were like uh, chips and stuff with uh, vegetables, and a lot of families complained uh, for obvious reasons. It was, it was kind of like a like a kind of it, there was a bit of classism, I, I think, associated with what he was trying to do. Um, mm-hmm. But a lot of families complained, and he was just like, "Why, why are you booing me? I'm right." That kind of thing. Um, right. But yeah, uh, yeah. So, listen, um, I like spin-offs as much as the next person, but I also like, um, I suppose, I, I I like anime. So if I like anime, where would I find discussion well, of? Anime. You you can find us talking. Me and two other friends talked about Fullmetal Alchemist and Fullmetal Analyst, which is at friendlymush.com, where you can also find a bunch of other podcasts, including podcasts on the X Files, Damn TV Movie Awards, Gooby Doo, um, and more. Yeah, <laughs> more being very much the operative word here because the uh, 3DS, how we do it, I don't know how long that's going to go on for. Um, but yeah, uh, X Files also very much like the show, only probably better. Um, anyway. I can tell you for a fact, <laughs> better pilot. 
anyway, uh, next time. Just open the door. Now give me the jar. No! Um, thank you, and, uh, much like, uh, I don't know, much like Gwen Cooper, hang on in there, and, uh, get through next week. Uh, bye-bye. Bye.